All right. Are you ready to get in the word for a while? All righty. Praise God. Turn to me to Galatians, the third chapter. And let's look at verse 13 and verse 14. Galatians, the third chapter, verse 13 and 14. Now, it says in the King James, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. Now, like the Amplified, it says, Christ purchased our freedom, redeeming us from the curse, the doom of the law, and its condemnation by himself becoming a curse for us. So aren't you glad you've been ransomed? Are you glad you've been rescued? No destruction, no failure. You have been redeemed. And I like how it says that he has done it already. Amen? So it's not something that he's in the process of doing. It's something that he's already worked out for you and for me. Now notice in verse 14, as a result of this redemption, it says that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. Now notice with me that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through what? That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Amen? So the blessing of Abraham is ours. And so we are to receive everything that the Spirit of God promised to Abraham. And so Abraham was a blessed man. And I believe that I'm looking at a blessed congregation. It has already always been his intention to bless humanity. In the beginning in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26, it said, God made man after his likeness and in his image. And he told them, be fruitful, not fruitless. Amen? Make it man in their image after our likeness. Let him have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fall of the air. Let's read the rest together. Be fruitful and... Let's go on to the next one. And over... So God created man in his own image, in the image of God he created him. He said, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Amen? So it is the will of God for us to walk in the blessing. Now, in Deuteronomy 28, we notice in verses 1 through 14 what these blessings are. And verses 15 to the end of the chapter, it lists the curses. You know, we need to know what we're supposed to accept and we need to know what we're supposed to resist, right? So we need to know what's been given unto us as part of this blessing. Notice with me in Deuteronomy 28, verses 1 and 2. He says, And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord your God, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command you this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come upon thee. And what will they do? They will overtake you if you will hearken to the voice of the Lord your God. Now we're not talking about keeping all the commandments in the law. There were over 600 commandments that they needed to fulfill in the law. And can you imagine getting up in the morning with your list of 600 things? And, and the Ten Commandments are good. How many of you know it's good not to lie or to steal or covet your neighbor's wife, all those things? You know, it's good not to have idols, all those things. But you can summarize keeping the commandments 
by walking in love, walking by faith, being filled with the Holy Spirit, and walking in obedience. The Bible says that love is the fulfilling of the law. Amen. So if I love you, I'm not going to lie to you. If I love you, I'm not going to steal from you. Say it with me. Love works no ill to his neighbor. The love of God is the fulfilling of the law. Say it with me. I'm walking by faith. I'm walking in love. I'm being led by the Spirit of God. I'm walking in obedience. Now that will keep you disconnected from the curse and connected to the blessing. Now if you'll notice in verses 3 through 14, and we won't take time to read it all, but there are so many things in verses 3 through 14 that talks about being blessed. He said, you'll be blessed in the city and you'll be blessed in the field. You'll be blessed coming in and you'll be blessed going out. He said, I'll make you the head and you won't be the tail. You will be above only and you shall not be beneath. When the devil comes at you one way, he's going to have to flee before you seven ways. That's good news, isn't it? All these things belong to those who will keep the commandment of love. Those things will cause you to prosper in this life. Notice in verse 10 of Deuteronomy 28, it says that all the people of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord and they shall be afraid of thee. Verse 11, the Lord will make thee plenteous in goods. How many of you like goods? In the fruit of your body, in the fruit of your cattle, and in the fruit of your ground, in the land which the Lord swear <coughs> unto thy fathers to give thee. Amen. And so if you take time to read verses 1 through 14, you might just have to do a dance in your living room. You might just have to run around the building a little bit because you are the blessed. And you are qualified to walk in the blessing through faith and by keeping the love commandment and walking in obedience. Amen? Now notice with me. Here comes the warning in verse 15. But it shall come to pass, if you will not hearken unto the voice of the Lord your God, to observe to all his commandments and his statutes, which I command you this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. How many of you know that a curse is not a blessing in disguise? You know, a lot of people saying that it is. You know, the Lord gave me this to teach me a lesson. Well, wouldn't you rather learn the lesson without the Lord giving you something to teach you something? Amen? See, every good gift comes from above. Oftentimes what people think is the Lord giving it to them is really the enemy attacking them. So, I think you all know these things. You're pretty sharp. You are really sharp. Amen. There's, there's two things we want to know tonight for sure. If it's a curse, and we're going to look at some of those... We know that God does not want us to have it. And the second part is this. We also need to know that we've been redeemed from the curse. So as we're listing some of these things tonight, remember this 
that you are redeemed and you don't have to have it. Amen. Amen? Amen. You can keep the door shut on the curse. Or you can open up the door to the curse. But you're smart. You're quick, you're bright, you're sharp, you're good looking. You're very rich and you're a major blessing. And you're going to keep that door shut. I thought I'd get a bigger amen than that. (laughs) So we're going to look at these things. And then I'm going to give you a handout at the end of this. Because we need to know what we're redeemed from. So that we don't have to have it. And even if we get a diagnosis of a certain disease, we don't have to accept it. We can resist it. We can fight the good fight of faith. We can stand on our blood covenant and we can shut the door on the devil. Amen. And so we're going to go through some of these things that we've been redeemed from. Amen. Now notice with me in verse 16, he says, Cursed shall thou be in the city and cursed shall thou be in the field. Cursed shall be thy basket and thy store. Cursed shall be the fruit of thy body, the fruit of thy land, the increase of thy keen, and the flocks of thy sheep. So this is the blessing in reverse, right? Okay. In verse 19 it says, Cursed shall you be when you come in, and cursed shall be when you go out. The Lord will send upon thee cursing, vexation, rebuke, and all that you set your hand to for to do, until thou be destroyed, until thou perish quickly, because of the wickedness of thy doings, whereby thou hast forsaken me. The Lord shall make the pestilence cleave unto thee, until it has consumed thee from off the land, whither thou goest to possess it. Now it sounds like the Lord is doing that. It sounds like the way it says it that the Lord is responsible for that. But I ran into something today that I want to read you out of the book Redeemed by a preacher called Kenneth E. Hagin. Anybody ever heard of Kenneth E. Hagin? Okay, just listen to this. He says, The King James Version of these scriptures would lead us to believe that God puts sickness and afflictions upon his people for it reads, the Lord will smite thee, the Lord will do this, the Lord will do that. He says, Dr. Robert Young, author of Hints to Bible Interpretation, points out that in the original Hebrew, the verb is in the permissive rather than the causative sense. Actually, it should have been translated something like this. The Lord will allow you to be smitten. The Lord will allow these plagues to be brought upon you. There's a difference between him putting it on someone and allowing it. It's the permissive sense. Why is it the permissive sense? Because some way, somehow, a person has opened the door to the curse. And so God really, his hands are tied, and so it has been permitted okay but it is the thief that comes to steal to kill and destroy you all understand that and he goes on to say no god does not send plagues and sickness upon his people as these verses seem to indicate god's word does not teach that these things come directly from god when god's people broke his commandments they no longer were under his divine protection All he could do was permit the devil to bring those afflictions upon them. Their sin and their wrongdoing brought these dead, dreadful plagues upon them. Do you see that? But that's not us. 
Why? Because it's a part of the curse. And remember, if it's a part of the curse, we don't have to have it. And remember this, we're redeemed from the curse. Now let's look at some of these things. Notice with me, in verse 21, he talks about pestilence. Well, what a pestilence is, a pestilence is simply a plague or it's disease. COVID is a plague, right? Okay. So COVID has been around. COVID is dying. COVID is dissipating. But even though some of us have had COVID, right? We've been redeemed from it. Because it's part of the curse. So we don't have to accept it. And we don't have to have it. Amen. Now notice with me in verse 22. The Lord shall smite thee, again permissive sense, with a consumption. Consumption there is tuberculosis. It's wasting disease. And it's also infectious diseases in other translations. So what do we know? We know if it's a curse, it doesn't come from God and we don't have to have it. And secondly, if it's a curse, we're redeemed. So we are redeemed from consumption. We are redeemed from infectious diseases. Are you glad to know that? Okay. Amen. The next one, the Lord will smite thee with a consumption and with a fever. How many know fevers aren't any fun? Fevers are not any fun. We've been redeemed from fevers. The next one is inflammation and extreme burning. Inflammation there again is infection. It also means colds. Anybody ever had a cold? Are colds any fun? Are we redeemed from colds? So let's lift our voice and say, Thank God Christ has redeemed me from infections. He has redeemed me from colds. Not only that, but we're redeemed from extreme burning. One translation says from extreme burning, influenza. The flu is not fun. The flu is part of the curse. But the good news is, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. So we don't have to accept the flu. Amen? Amen. Say me, I'm redeemed from the flu. Hallelujah. I'm redeemed. I'm redeemed from extreme burning. How about you? I'm redeemed from fiery heat. I'm redeemed from high temperatures. Glory to God. We're redeemed. Amen. Anybody ever had to stand on the word against something? Are you glad you did? Are you coming through? Yes. How many of you have already come through some things? Yes. Well, if he's already done it once, he'll do it again. Yes. He'll do it again and again and again and again. All he's looking for is you to trust him yes. and to have faith in him and not quit. Yes. Amen? Yes. Praise the Lord. So verse 22 talks about extreme burning with the sword, with blasting. And with mildew. Now, mildew does not mean something that you, you don't have to ever clean your bathroom again. 
That's not the kind of mildew it's talking about here. Mildew is, is jaundice. Mildew is, is paleness. A lot of times uh, people get jaundice. Basically, they turn yellow, right? Because of an attack on their physical being. Jaundice is no fun. Amen? But thank God we declare that we're redeemed from it. I'm redeemed from being pale. How about you? I'm bright. I have color in my face. Amen? So, we're redeemed from infections. We're redeemed from flu. We're redeemed from jaundice. We're redeemed from paleness. Amen? Now notice verse 27. The Lord will smite thee with the botch of Egypt. You don't even need to know what that is to know you don't want it. Is that right? You don't need to know what the botch of Egypt is to know you do not want it. But what is the botch of Egypt? Well, one translation, it says burning sores. Another one says inflammatory diseases. And here's yet another one, ulcers. Ulcers. Okay? So a lot of people have ulcers. Okay? But what do we know? We know that if it's a curse, God doesn't want us to have it. And secondarily, we know we're redeemed from the curse. Amen. So we're redeemed from ulcers. Praise God. That's good news. Say it with me. Christ has redeemed me from ulcers. I'm redeemed from burning sores. I'm redeemed from the botch of Egypt. And I'm going to add this. I'm redeemed from gorilla, zoo, uh, gorilla glue. We had something happen at the house last night. And uh, some ants were getting in one of our rooms. And we looked at the window and the, something was broken on the window. And all these little insects were getting in. So Brenda, being a farm girl, had a bright idea. She said, what we need to do is we need to get rid of this little thing that's sticking out. And she said, ah, I remember Gary DeMello, Nancy's husband, bought us a tool chest. The man of God needs a tool chest for Brenda. (laughs) And she said, we we have a saw there. So I got busy and started sawing and sawing and sawing. And finally it broke down. And she said, we got Gorilla Zoo. I mean, gorilla, gorilla, gorilla glue. <laughs> she said, we need to glue this back on. And so she got the gorilla glue out, and I didn't have gloves on. And she said, Mark, don't touch that. And so I had it all over my hands. But we know one thing. Gorilla glue on the hands is a curse. But praise God, Christ has redeemed me from gorilla glue. Look at my hands. My hands are clear. She had to get some nail polish out and get rid of it. All right. 
Verse 27. The Lord will smite thee with the botch of Egypt and with emeralds. Dear God, we don't need emeralds. You know what emeralds are, right? Emeralds are hemorrhoids. They're also ulcers. And they're tumors. They're tumors. Swelling in the groin and sores. The next one is scab, scurvy, eczema. It sounds gross, doesn't it? <laughs> Malignant scab and festering sores. But here's what we know. <laughs> here's what we know. We know... I'm trying to get them happy, honey. You want to you come up here and try this? <laughs> we know that we've been redeemed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then, verse 27 talks about the itch. <laughs> Aren't you glad you don't have to have the itch? Right? Itching ain't no fun. Beck says incurable itch. Another translation says skin eruptions and other sorts of skin diseases. Amen. Verse 28. The Lord shall smite thee with madness and blindness and astonishment of heart. Madness, blindness, insanity, losing one's mind. You know, we need to beware of songs with lyrics like, I'm going crazy, or I'm losing my mind. Little Anthony sang a song many years ago, I think I'm going out of my mind. We don't have to buy into the lie of losing our mind. My mind is my mind. I'll never lose my mind. My mind will serve me and will function at its highest level all the days of my life. We're redeemed from that. We're redeemed from madness. We're redeemed from losing our memory. Amen? The Lord will smite thee with madness and blindness and astonishment of heart. Now what is that? Astonishment of heart is confusion of mind, distractions, and it also is fear and panic. Fear and in panic. What does the scripture say about fear? The scripture says that God did not give you a spirit of what? Fear. But of power and of love. What kind of a mind? A sound mind. So fear is under the curse. Panic is under the curse. And we have a lot to do with keeping fear out of our lives. Because fear, quite frankly, is everywhere. The very atmosphere of this world's system under this law and sin and death is filled with fear. Okay? And we must be very diligent at guarding our hearts and our minds what we let into our heart what we let into our mind 
and be very diligent about watching the words we speak. It's a good thing for all of us on a regular basis to cast all of our cares upon him. Amen? Amen. Casting all of our care upon him. Why? Because he cares for us. So if we're going to live fear-free, we're going to need to be very diligent about what we think on what we allow ourselves to even watch. It's very difficult for us to watch certain things because as we watch those things, there are lies trying to be sold to our souls. This whole world's system is heading down the wrong path. But that's not you. That's not me. Why is that? Because the path of the righteous is going getting brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. Hallelujah. So we've been redeemed from fear. We've been redeemed from panic. Somebody says, "Well, Pastor Mark, I feel fear and I feel panic. Feeling fear and feeling panic is not unusual. What you can do is understand this, that fear comes from the outside trying to get in. Though even though your knees may be knocking, that's when you go into resistance mode. That's when you take what God's word says concerning fear and you resist it and you put it on the run. So what do we know about fear and panic? What do we know about madness? What do we know about astonishment of heart? We know that it's part of the curse. And because it's part of the curse, God does not want us to have it. But oh, say it with me. Thank God Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law. Verse 35, it says, The Lord will smite thee in the knees and in the legs, with a sore botch that cannot be healed, from the sole of your foot unto the top of your head. This deals again with boils. This deals with ulcers. It deals with all sorts of stuff that we don't have to have. Notice with me verse 58 and verse 59. It says, If thou wilt not observe to do all the words of this law that are written in this book, that thou mayest fear this glorious and fearful name, the Lord thy God, Then will the Lord make thy plagues wonderful and the plagues of thy seed, even great plagues and of long continuance and sore sickness and of long continuance. Plagues there means extraordinary afflictions. It means amazing plagues. Plagues of thy seed. Plagues on you and your descendants. One translation says your strokes and the strokes of your seed on your offspring. Thank God we do not have to have a generational curse on our life because we have been redeemed from the curse of the law. 
He says, great plagues, sore sickness, and of long continuance. Severe, prolonged disease. Sicknesses persistent and severe. Verse 61, read it with me. Also, every sickness and every plague, which is not written in the book of the law, them will the Lord bring upon thee until thou be destroyed. So notice this with me. Every sickness and every plague. Every kind of sickness and disaster that's not even recorded, you are redeemed from. Another translation says, any kind of sickness or calamity not mentioned in this book. Whoo, glory to God. So what do you know? It's a curse. But oh, thank God we've been redeemed. We have been redeemed from the curse of the law. In closing, I think, verse 65 through 67 and among these nations shall thou find no ease, neither shall the sole of thy foot have rest. But the Lord shall give thee a trembling heart and failing of eyes and sorrow of mind. And thy life shall hang in doubt before thee, and thou shalt fear day and night, and shall not have any assurance of thy life. In the morning thou shalt say, Would God that were even? And at evening you would say, Would God that it was morning? For the fear of thine heart, wherewith thou shalt fear, and for the sight of thine eyes, which thou shalt see. So this deals with trembling of heart. It deals with, with anxious and unquiet mind. It deals with your eyes being weary. Sorrow of mind means faintness of soul. It means a failing appetite, a heart eaten up with sorrow, fearing day and night. Aren't you glad that none of these things belong to you? Now I want the ushers to go ahead and hand out what I've just taught here. And I want you to look at that. And I want you to be thinking about this as things come your way. The ushers didn't get anything? Okay. There's supposed to be a... Okay, can you pass them out? That'd be great. Pastor Tom, if you'd come. Amen. Go ahead and take that with you. And that kind of gives you a, a little synopsis of what we just said. Amen. And when you get it, go ahead and stand up. We're going to make some confessions before we close here tonight. Hallelujah. Say it with me. Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law. Look at Psalms 107, verse 1 and verse 2. And this is what we're going to do. We're going to shout. We're going to thank God that we have been redeemed. Psalm 107, verse 1 and 2 says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good, and His mercy endures forever. Verse 2, say it with me. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Oh, let's lift up our voice and thank him. Father, tonight we thank you that we have been redeemed from the whole curse of the law. 
and the blessing of God is upon us tonight. And we give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Everyone said amen. I know that's a lot of information, but thank God, just remember, it don't belong to you. You have been redeemed. Amen?